Well, hello, everyone. We are back again uh, with Viewpoints. I'm sitting here with Dr. John Gerlach. How are you doing, John? I'm good, man. I am frozen, though. Frozen? I am totally frozen. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little cold, too, but I got my Chick-fil-A sweet tea. I think I'm good to go. I'm good to go. No, thank you for tuning in today, everyone who's listening. Today, we're going to be talking about 1 Corinthians 13. Um, John, I got some stats for you. Uh, so NPR put out a stat. It said that half a million people were without power and water. And then NBC News said that actually 4 million people are without power. So my first question to you today is, how do we navigate through this whole storm, this whole situation, even life, and how do we show love uh, in these times? Yeah, I think it's been, it's been a very, really positive lesson in a lot of ways. You've seen a lot of people step up yeah. to help people they didn't even know or to see a need and go, hey, how can we help or how can we make a difference? But again, it's going to be something we're going to talk about a little bit later. <clears throat> but, you know, it, I've, it's a difference between feeling sorry for everybody mm. and actually doing something wow. about it. And to me, 1 Corinthians 13 is all about you're not just feeling it, you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's that kind of thing. And this week showed that in a lot of people. I felt like in our city mm -hmm. where people would try to pull together, help each other out. I think that was, you know, really encouraging in lots of ways. More kind of like love as an action. Mm -hmm. Very good. Very good. Um, what are some key lessons uh, that we can talk about uh, when we talk about love in 1 Corinthians 13? Yeah, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, you know, verses 4 through 7 give us this list of what love is, what love is not, some real important stuff all the way through the chapter. Mm -hmm. And it really is what kind of what we mentioned, that love is something we do. It's not just a feeling. Mm -hmm. You know, feeling sad for different situations or having that kind of reaction is one thing, but if I do something about it, that makes a whole big difference. And it's really what Jesus taught. Jesus taught all along that love was not a feeling. Mm. And when Jesus says, love your enemies, you know, there's no way I'm going to feel love toward my enemy. I mean, that's why they're my enemy. If they were going to feel love, yeah. I'm going to go, okay, that person is not my enemy anymore. Mm -hmm. But it's to go, God, you know, Jesus says, love your enemies. Well, so obviously he expects me to be able to do that. He expects me to overcome feelings with what? And, yeah. and the answer is actions. Wow. That you would do something, you know, that might be where you're going to pray for somebody or you're going to, you know, you're going to, you know, however they act, you're going to act this other way that's going to be in a loving mm -hmm. rea reaction. You know, so obviously Jesus expected us to be able to do that. And that's his direction to us. And in fact, that's probably the greatest act of love. Not that you, you know, we have people we love. Mm -hmm. And to love them, kind of easy. Sure. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's a, maybe the most powerful act of love is when you love someone that's hard to love. Wow. Wow. I love what you said that it, it has to be an action. There's been so many times that I have. You know, I didn't feel it, and I felt bad for it. So how how would you kind of go deeper into that? Like for people even my age, like okay, I don't necessarily feel like I want to do this, but it's hard. But I know that, like you said, if you truly love someone, you're going to do it without having to feel it. How, how how do you explain that in a deeper level? Yeah, I think at a deeper level, a good example would be any kind of relationship because you know you're going to have ups and downs at any relationship, mm -hmm. even if it's a great relationship, and. 
what happens in those times you don't feel it? Well, you, you've made a commitment to them in some form or fashion. And to love them is that you're going to love them no matter what. I mean, right. And it's, it's that kind of perspective. It's that kind of um, viewpoint that gets you past the ups, the downs. And that's probably a good way to say it. I like how you said that because it's not a roller coaster. It's mm-hmm. not like, well, who do, you know, do I love something today or not? It's right. that we're just supposed to be people that God's love flows through. Wow. Wow. And just we constantly do that. So with that mindset, do you feel like it's possible for love to even be an option? Do you feel like love is optional in this world we live in? Yeah, no, I, I think the bottom line is for a follower of Jesus Christ, love is not optional. You you don't go, well, who am I going to love? Who am I going to not love? That sort of thing. I mean, one of what Scripture says, like John 13, 34, and 35, says very clearly that we are to love others how? As I have loved you. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Jesus doesn't wake up each day and decide if he's going to love me or not. He loves me. Mm-hmm. And that's a consistent sort of love. And so, in fact, it's supposed to be how people know that we follow Jesus is that we are showing love to each other. Yeah, how we love people. That's pretty big. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we might, you know, chase after certain beliefs or uh, certain traditions or whatever, but that's not what Jesus chased. He said, hey, your proof, your exhibit A is going to be how much and how well you love other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you talk about this love of, of Christ and you say how it's always constant. It's always true. It never fails us. What what kind of love? What, how is that love different from the way we love? And is there a name for that? Yeah, g- uh, great question. Um, you know, this love that's described in 1 Corinthians 13, it actually is anytime Jesus uses the word love as far as God's love, it's going to be agape love. And people probably, if they've been in church at all, they've heard the term agape love. And and so some people might be not that familiar with it. But to me, here's how to explain it. Agape love, you know, there's a different kind of love. Uh, there's a the love, I love you if. You know, that's pretty conditional. That's like, I love you if you love me. Mm -hmm. I love you if you're a nice person. I love you, you know, if I can get along with you. Uh, Then there's that love because, you know, I love you because you're so funny. I love you because you love me. I love you because you're a great person. Nothing wrong with those kinds of love at all, but they're both very conditional. Mm -hmm. And to me, how I've always thought agape love is it's... um, I love you in spite of. Wow. And the idea of agape love is that God has this unconditional love that is in spite of our flaws, in spite of us turning our back on God, in spite of us running from God, in spite of us sinning, going our own way, God goes, I love you in spite of that. Wow. And to me, that's agape love. And that's really what First Corinthians is all, all about, is this kind of love that's truly unconditional. Mm. I love how you broke that down, because I'm sure if, if someone my age group would see that word, they would be like, man, is that something on a, a menu on a restaurant? Like, what is agape? And so I, I love how you broke that down for people to understand that in, in terms to go, you know what? It's a, it's a selfless kind of love. So that's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, John, any other thoughts on this subject? I just think it's been really interesting. I think, for example, <clears throat> this week, 
one thing that kind of hit me about love and just how God wants us to live out love is you truly to be able to get to the place where you show love to somebody, like let's say during the whole storm and everything, you had to get the place where you were thinking of other people first. Mm-hmm. You know, some people had power, some people didn't have power. You know, I was I couldn't believe here's a person without power who was going to help other people like they were dropping off cases of water. Mm-hmm. I, I knew a couple of people who did that. And I'm thinking, wow, they they had to get so out of their own, well, I don't have power and right. I'm, everything's terrible for me. They got so past that. And then I also knew, you know, kind of the opposite of people who, you know, everything was going pretty good or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, overall pretty good for them and they never got to that place. So. You know, I mean, not not that a hard judgment on that, but just kind of the idea of you've got to get in life, you've got to get past you. Mm-hmm. Well, they said that. Did they mean that bad about me? And now I'm going to act weird toward them. Well, you just love them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to think the best. You're going to hope for the best. You're going to, you know, it's it's just a, there's, there is a kind of a real going from a self-focus to an other person focus. I love that. Well, there you have it. For those who have listened today, uh, truly, if you have the love of Christ in your life, uh, it's going to be that love that puts others first. And that's basically what we're all about here at Crestview is loving our neighbor. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, John, any last words? No, I'm good. I'm going to go throw out. (laughs) Stay warm, everyone. Everyone, God bless.